So here we are, fresh off after Nigeria's defeat to Algeria. I almost said Senegal, but Senegal are through to the final. Nigeria isn't because they lost 2-1 at the death to Algeria. Courtesy of a Riyad Mahrez, a stunning Riyad Mahrez free kick. And honestly, that couldn't have come at the worst, worstest, if there is a word like that. Worstest time ever. I'm just going to flow with that word. Wale, isn't that one hell of a free kick from Riyad Mahrez? It was a fantastic free kick by him. I mean, that was his moment in the game. He didn't really show up in the game at all. And then he came up with that moment of brilliance, which was heartbreaking for every Nigerian. Okay, I'm recovering, but I think I'm okay. Ideally, we really should just critically look at the game and give Algeria the credit. It was yes. not just a genius woman from Riyad Mahrez, which was always supposed to happen. Yeah. I mean, the free kick is worthy of a spot in the final. Let's be very clear about that. But overall, it looked like Algeria were the better side, didn't you think? Definitely. They played better. They had um, a better control of the game. They pressed us. They broke play a lot of times, you know, and then they also launched out, you know, to to try to get a goal. I think I think they played better than Nigeria. We we didn't really have our acts together. It will be Chukweze, Igalo and Musa up front were not really in synergy. They were not in cohesion. And we didn't really see any sort of threat from those um, front four. It's very easy. Um, let's just say almost normal that people start naming and shaming people right now. But uh, before we go that route, obviously, Nigeria Twitter, we hear you guys. People have started calling our names. And I think the first name that has been dropped um, on Twitter already is Gennot Ra, the coach of the Super Eagles. Now, we if we're supposed that. to, Yeah, if we're supposed to rate his tournament, frankly, um, how would we say he has fared? I think he has... Nigeria has really been fortunate to have gotten to this point. Now, I'm not going to make you forget that you just said fortunate. You really stated fortunate. Would you say we have been fortunate? I think so. I think really, by this tournament standard, it has really been poor. So we we have failed to, you know, get what we expected from the top teams. So the top teams have really not been um, particularly great. It has been a tournament of upsets. And yeah. underdogs. But if we look so at Nigeria, Nigeria has taken advantage of that opportunity and then but we just we snuck really into the semi-final. Of the opportunity. This is why I beg to disagree, Wally, and feel free to interrupt me if I'm wrong. Considering that we lost to Madagascar 2 0, which was a wake up call, there was really no opportunity there to be taken because we struggled as well against Guinea and um, Burundi, which I'm just trying to say look like wins we totally labored for, even though people expected We took Nigeria our opportunity to against Cameroon. It was, that was, it was a five minutes of brilliance. Yeah, we overturned the game in five minutes, and that was fantastic. And we managed the game to the end against South Africa. We we're fortunate to have scored that winner. Yeah, it was, um, they, they were caught napping, and then he was free. And then just but I think I understand what you're saying because Guinea's goal was also quite fortunate. Guinea was the Kenneth Omero's goal, yes. Burundi as well. It was a no. That was that was that was that was a good goal. That was Burundi a Burundi and Olaino. Yeah, um, so Igalo and Olaino. In three group games, we were fortunate once. Twice. Tw hmm, would you call it twice? Oh yeah, once. Okay. Yeah, we once, lost because we lost in Madagascar. Yeah, we lost Madagascar. In the um, knockout phases, uh, we, we were, were fortunate, fortunate one against Cameroon. Were we no, no, no. We were not fortunate against Cameroon. We played. We actually deserved the win against Cameroon. The, the last 15 minutes of the first half was very poor. Mm -hmm. Cameroon should have taken us to the cleaners yes. if they had, you know, finishers in that game. 
and then we, we went in the second half and then we took charge we scored two quick fire goals and then we managed the game till the end which was fantastic for Kenna Raw. I gave him kudos for that but against South Africa it was just here and there the last I, I 20 minutes against fortunate. South Africa I wouldn't say we're fortunate against South Africa and this is this is why I think for for most parts of the game we looked comfortable against South Africa for most parts of the game before they scored they were in control yes. and should have scored more yes Totally, and and that was a lot. South Africa scored late on, yes, and it was then they started mounting pressure. I mean, it could have gone anywhere in that dying minute, but it looked overall like in South Africa where we're getting stops into their whole plan. Generally, it looked yeah. like the whole plan wasn't working, and I thought we had the mental advantage in that game. So I'm just trying to say, overall, out of five games or six games, we were fortunate to get past twice. Would you say that's like a pass mark, so to speak? Or why is it that people are still... Why do you think people are still, in a way, unsatisfied with Genoa's performance so far? Because going into this game, we still did not understand the style, his tactics, his approach to, to the games we've been playing. I'm so, just trying to play... So I'm just devils, saying... I'm trying to play um, the pros right? and cons here. I mean, we watched the Algeria game together and at least 10 minutes in, I really wasn't sure what our plan was. But against Cameroon and South Africa, at least I saw a plan. I mean, Cameroon was, we did not start properly, but it was obvious that we were also trying to attack. We weren't sitting back as much. We actually started as, the game well then as, we, as usual. We, we grew cold. Yeah, we grew cold. Yes. Um, but the plan was to attack Cameroon, yeah. which worked. We went ahead first and then before we just capitulated in the final half. I'm trying to say against South Africa as well. In the first 10 minutes of the game, the plan was clear. Keep a high line, push the ball forward for a bit and as well let South Africa get a lot of the ball. So when they attack our high line plus the speedy wingers we have, immediately you know, transition into their half and trying to get crosses in. Samuel Chukuzia and Ahmed Musa, I mean. Mm. So it was clear what we were going to clip, you know, against South Africa. I'm just trying to say now that you think that for every game Genoa has gone into, he's not really had a plan. Mm. Even against Burundi. Yeah, I, okay, I think like I, I, I agree with you. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And um, actually, at this stage of the tournament, it's really up for the taking. Anything that had gotten to this stage deserves to be in the final so maybe you're right maybe um he he just lost it against um would you say he lost it against algeria he lost it against guinea and madagascar you know i have theories for guinea and madagascar the group games i have different theories because i had always seen those three games coming out differently i didn't think we were going to lose to madagascar but i predicted that we were going to get past guinea and burundi with just one new score lines um the other point i'm trying to make about genera's approach i mean we're talking about his approaches um yeah. game, right the other point i was trying to make about his his approach to big game was would you would you say that it's something around his tactics really would you say that the way he's he's played is not about the formation he's put out, but why people are upset with him is the fact that we are not using, he's not using the players he has. He's not using them to the best of their abilities because he's obviously putting out the tactics that seem to have worked in some cases that seems to be frustrating in, in others, but they look like a clear plan that is not properly carried out. The problem could just be that the players at his disposal are not being properly utilized. Um, every Nigerian that loves the Super Eagles would feel that he has players with flair 
that can attack better than the ones he's fielding right now. You know, we expected Henry Oyeku to have a better run in the team and all that. But I think Genaroa has really, really taken the more cautious approach. I believe he has made best use of, of what he has, really. He has made best use of what he has. We don't expect him to have gone all out. This is the African Cup of Nations. This is not um, this is not the Premier League or this is not the Champions League. You have to be very, very cautious. Try to make sure that you capitalize on your opponent's mistake. Take every opportunity you have. And that's what we've been doing, really. We've been managing the games well. I was talking about in-game management while we were watching the game. Um, I think the in-game management by the players have been good mm-hmm. up until this point. So, he has been very cautious, you know. Chukwese wasn't really in the team, in the group stage. And, and then when he, he realized... The, yeah, when he, he realized that he needed an outlet, you know, alongside Iwobi, he brought him in and it worked well. So, I didn't expect him to drop Igalo because he's a talisman. Yeah. He dropped Mikel Obi, you know. So, it's been good. I think he has made best use of... Oh, the, yeah, we don't really know how well... You know, sometimes we just feel excited when we see players that play in a certain way. So people will feel maybe Osimen and Onyekuru will have done better than Igalo. I totally agree with you. And and there was something General mentioned, I think if someone asked as well in the press conference why he wasn't playing players like Onyekuru and um, Osimen. He mentioned something clearly about how in training they can't seem to stay on their feet. And all of these things count because a lot of coaches also judges. And this is a very physical from, tournament. From, yeah, Exactly, from what happens in, in training. Um, another thing that is worth mentioning as well is, actually, before we say that, are we both agreeing that maybe Genoa was not the problem of this team at the tournament in any way? If if we are stating that it's a problem, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he has done a pretty decent job. Maybe we'll I mean, have done let's, better let's in list, some moments. Let's list some good things we think Genoa has done. Um, First of all, I think he has he has hundred percent C on the team selection, which is impressive. There is no, absolutely no influence by any um, powers that be or whatsoever. Yeah, when I it comes totally to the selection, he drops players when they're not performing. He picks the team based on okay. you know the performance. Yeah, exactly, performance from last season. I mean, Those players are like Leon Balogun, who is also German, who is supposedly supposed to have a relationship with the manager, I didn't even get you know Francis Uzo as well. Not playing. Not, not playing at their Francis club Zoha as well. Ihenacho wasn't even caught up at all. Yep. You know, so... So, I th- we think he did that right. He did that John right. John also is another thing we should mention. That Genoa Having the balls to drop him. Yeah. And not even bring him on at all. Yeah. He hasn't featured since that um, disaster against uh, Madagascar. Madagascar. So, I think he has brought in... It was even just fair to start him against Madagascar because we had qualified. Nobody in their right senses... Thoughts that you know, um, it even our second string team should not beat Madagascar. So it was okay. I mean, Mikel is not a pushover on his day. He might not be what the what the team needs, but he's still a quality player on his day. So I'm just saying, Genoa starting Mikel wasn't a bad move against Madagascar. No, so I'm I'm, I'm even talking and, and about how he took him out again. No, I get what you're saying. Talking I'm about you know he started Mikel Obi against game, yeah exactly, against and then he dropped him in the he second game. He took him game. in the second half. No. You know the funny part is, Mikel Obi did not complete the match against Burundi. Oh yeah, he took he him off. He was substituted. Ahmed Musa came in in his place. He will be moved to the middle. Um, against um, Guinea, Guinea, the game we needed to win, he didn't even play Mikel yeah, at exactly. all. Exactly. Against so, Madagascar, I'm just saying it was all right for him to start Mikel yeah, against Madagascar yeah. because we had qualified and we needed, you know, some players to rest. Indeed, he was on the bench, if I remember. So he's really handled the Mikel um, situation properly. I so think. we're saying he has control over the team. Um, we also believe that he has instilled discipline in the team. Yeah. 
you know we've mentioned how we handled the big player Mikel Obi situation yeah. there's three things he has done right tactically if we look at the way he's handled the games the knockout stages of the game which were the real business end of the competition I don't think he has actually done poorly if you ask me which is probably where we should focus on because people would want mm -hmm. to go back to the group stages but let's not forget teams like Morocco didn't even get past um, the knockout phases okay so okay. I, I, I would say yeah I would say he has made some really brilliant substitutions or brilliant moves to try to turn the game in our favour against Burundi he brought on um, Ahmed Musa like you said and then he tried to change the dynamics and then we got a goal against Cameroon he brought on Chukweze and he totally lit up the game yeah and then he was involved in the goals we scored but then i feel we don't manage games properly this was the same issue we had against argentina at the world cup mm -hmm. we had no business losing that game in that time yeah. we lost the game in the dying um, minutes of the, of the match but would you say against algeria it's a substitution general failed to make that cost um the the foul and then the resultant free kick that led to the goal. Not exactly. I'm not blaming him for that. I've not mentioned the Algerian game at all. I, you know, I really you know, don't know. You know I think I'm just trying you know to that, pin... You know there's something I used to say. Pin um, something on something him. something I used to say and tell everybody about Genoa that he is, the problem is not with his substitution. The problem is with his first 11 selection. That is where I think Nigeria has the, um, the talents. Nigeria has the opportunities to actually... Well, in the last two games, games in the last two games, it has been good. Yeah, it has been good. Mm. I'm just trying to say that if we are going to lean towards the angle of substitutions, I don't think there's something Genoa has particularly done wrong. Some people will say Moses Simon as with the game against South Africa in the second half. But let's not forget Moses Simon actually has more defensive Cover. contributions than any other winger in the team. Not Samuel Carlos. Samuel Carlos is not that responsible. And then we had Pesitao on that flag. And Moses Simon was the one that crossed the ball. So actually, I was listening to an interview between Colin Udo and one other person, Robert Marawa, and he was saying how the in-game management by the Super Eagles had been fantastic. So, Trust Ekong actually told Moses Simon to cross the ball to the back end of the post because he felt South Africans were leaving spaces there. So, yeah, you can't really say that we've not managed the game properly. But I just feel that we've not really felt his presence. So, maybe if if it's a manager that's animated, you know, trying to shout at this player to go this way, to go that way, maybe we would appreciate, you know, we appreciate, we appreciate, and we feel that, yeah, he's, he's exactly. No, but he's not, that, he's that's not a that good kind point. Of person, he's yeah. not that kind of person. Asan Wenger is not that kind of person. And in fact, there is a report I read sometime, some years back, about how um, managers and players and psychologists actually admit that all of the touchline theatrics doesn't exactly influence what happens in the game. It's it's pretty much just like 10% of what is going on down there that it has no effect. So we are just going to rule that out. I think... Nigerians are passionate. We are, we are very we emotional. Able to convince people that um, 90 percent of how you know this tournament turned out, Nigeria not reaching the final has nothing to do with Genoa. But let's speak about the 10 percent. Actually, there is a bit where we feel that he can be more expressive, more non-pragmatic, and I'm just going to go on first and mention some ways I okay. think it could have worked. Now in the group stages. Fine. Um, on hindsight, you would say that some teams who blew teams away in the group stages didn't make it all the way to the semi Morocco, Morocco and um, um, Ghana also are in here somewhere. Morocco um, and Egypt. And Egypt. They lost to third place teams. Yes. But we are speaking on hindsight. But on paper, 
Genora could have done better with teams like Burundi and teams like Guinea. That is where he had the opportunity to actually go all out and play against these teams. The problem with playing teams that pack the bus like Burundi and Guinea is you're so not I don't think to, let, so so so, so so let me just no, cut let, you. So let, let, let me let me let me just cut you let there. Just, let let, let's not focus on the group stage because we got out. No, I think why people you want to build momentum, right? Yes, people want to build momentum, and then I'm just trying to be very practical for people who are going to still listen and okay. think that um, you know you don't want to pin something down on what Genora did. And I'm just saying, if someone decides to say, why didn't Onyekuru play in any of the group stages? Why didn't we see Samuel Chukweze in any of the group stages? If you really wanted to experiment with the bright team he had, the young team, those were the games he could have done it. Um, we, were never, we were never going to get anything out of Burundi and Guinea playing a flat forward um, like we had. He was trying to use the wings. He was trying to use... Who, who started? I mean, Busa played in Burundi. the second game against Guinea. Um, who played on the opposite flank? Um, Samuel Chukwes, I think, started against Burundi. I'm not sure now. And then there was there was um, the other tall striker, Onoachi. Onoachi started against Burundi. Against Burundi. Yeah, which it will be it will be on the on the on the, right. on the left. On the left, sorry. But that formation absolutely wasn't working one bit. It simply wasn't working because you're playing against teams that pack the bus. You have zero movement up front. And I think any manager should have seen that straight up, that we had a problem. Considering you have mobile forwards in Samuel Kalu, Samuel Kalu wasn't even fit for that game, but there was only Kuru fit for the game. You could have decided to play Musa at, at 7, put Iwobi in 10, and still have an option of Moses Simon on your flanks and make things mobile and, and move a lot. So, um, yeah, Samuel Chukwes, they played against Burundi, actually. So I, I think he's pragmatic. And that is a very big turn off for anybody who is thinking. But let's not forget that there's there's almost not so much um, he can do with the way things are going. But let's look at the players. Let's have the players that did not exactly turn up. Uh, turn up to the tournament. I think a lot of players grew in, but there were still some players who just weren't at their best. Yeah, Ahmed Musa for, for starters wasn't um, at his best at all in all the games that were played. He had some not even against South Africa. He had some nice movements against um Burundi, maybe a fairly decent game against South Africa. But I mean, we know what we can get from him. Mm. You know, making those runs and trying to beat defenders and taking on the goalkeeper. We didn't really get any of that from him at all. I felt the defensive partnership as well were not so convincing in some games. Against Cameroon and South Africa we were a bit flat footed. Um, we made some errors today as well. So the whole backline actually, aside um, Awaziam, who I feel has been our player of the tournament mm. so far. Very, very decent guy. You who, spoke about the backline. What exactly is up in that backline in this tournament? Because the backline so I felt, to be our strong beat. Well, we've had Kenato Muro. People say he's had a good tournament. He's been solid. But... The mistakes and some things he's done in some moments have just been shocking. Even Trist Ekong as well made one or two blunders. And we saw a Leon Balogun's mistake as well, which happened to be the last time he started. At defense, this the centre-back positions have been something of a worry. Could that probably be why Roa never even tried a three at the back formation all tournament long? Well, I'll say he was quite unfortunate because he lost his best full-backs, actually, very early in the tournament. So mm -hmm. he was forced to play two makeshifts full-backs. I'm sure 
um, the choice. The full-back options have actually been okay. It's a centre-back problem. It's a centre-back position that became a problem all tournament long. Yeah. I mean, we saw... We, we, I think we, we highlighted in the second or first podcast on this show where we said um, we don't really feel comfortable with Omero in the back, in the back four. He'll yeah. be better in the back five. Yeah. And I feel going to the tournament because of what happened with Brighton and Leon Balogun. Mm-hmm. Genaro already made up his mind to play Omero as his first choice centre back alongside Trust Ekong. So there was nothing we could have done about, you know, his his choice. Is that where the personnel thing comes in? Because you know how I stated that Genaro's mistake, only mistake or only worry if anybody has anything with him is whom he actually selects. Daniel Akpey also is another player I'm, I'm surprised that you haven't even said he's one of the person who played below bar <laughs> Daniel Akpoi was a total concern all time he was a lot. concern but he he didn't he didn't have any blunders let's look at it that's now that's a serious way to look at it but yeah, he, he had didn't. near blunders he did but he didn't have any have. yeah and and you can say that General was justified for not playing Balogun after his blunder against Madagascar mm-hmm. so I mean I think I don't have any issues with his choice for who, who plays at centre back. We already know that players that don't play for their teams would not would not have a chance in the team. So going back to your question, I feel Awaziam was our most consistent player at the tournament. Let me say is our most consistent player because we still have to play the third place the match. Third place match. Yeah, it will be didn't really have much time on the ball, but when we saw him on the ball, he was very very fantastic. Yeah. He didn't really have runners in front of him. Yeah, but when when he had the ball, we could see, you know, those that guy, those touches, those yeah. movements, and those runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, off the ball as well, he seemed to have improved a lot. Yeah, with his recoveries. Rate. Yeah. Um, he understands that he's also supposed to not allow himself to be clipped by the defensive midfielder of the opposition team, who would try to take him. So out. he was like a third man in the midfield three. Yes. So he wasn't like we were playing him as an attacking midfielder. He actually played in the flat three yes. at some point Close, in the game. Closer to Wilfred and, and the rest a lot. And I think he's one of the revelations of this tournament, if you ask me in the team. But it looks like the problem always seemed to fall at the front end of the team. It looks like we're not exactly sure how our front three should work because we're always going to play 4-3-3 now, it seems. Yeah, there hasn't been enough cohesion and synergy so which is where at this point so is this, it really so the this coach's is the problem so the thing is this we, Igalo's okay. movement is not great so the thing is this right we all we all believe and we feel that it will be play better when you when he has runners in front of him yeah. I mean we see how he combines well with Chukwezi which is why people were raising arguments for Onyekuru to play yeah so I mean Igalo is a high scorer at the tournament he has four goals. And he's had, but, he had his moments. Yeah, exactly. He just had his moments. He had a good game. He had a 10 over 10 game against South Africa. He was our best player against South Africa. You know. I don't but think Igalo was our best player. He was South actually. He did. He, he did. He was our best player. I don't think was. Who was our best player? Well, I would need to think about it. But He was um, our best player. I don't I mean it, it just moved he scored, off he my scored, head. He scored a good goal. He made a nice pass. He scored the winner no, and I, that was I it. I think if I were supposed to, I'll probably just I'm not I'm not really um thrilled with the player, but I'll put it I'll give it to Chukwese. Well, I, I feel he was a game changer. He was an outlet. He was a game changer. He was a constant outlet. He was a game changer, but Igalo, Igalo, I felt Igalo was lost. The game I felt Igalo had a great one. It's just an opinion. It was a Cameroon one. And it had nothing to do with the goal and the assist. It was the way he positionally switched himself in the second half. He dropped deeper from 
um, standing in between Cameroon's two center backs and started moving around and he literally dummied and bust everybody. But we have, we have, um, of course, <laughs> derailed. You were going to say something about how um, our front line. Um, yes, yeah, so there isn't, yeah, there isn't so much synergy between them. We could see that with Iwobi and Chukwese. So people would have felt or fans would have felt that Onyekuru would have been the third person in that trio that would make you know that dynamics perfect for us because um musa and igalo seem to have been exactly. on different wavelengths throughout the tournament yeah. so but then i feel that igalo is actually our best option when we are playing tournaments like this, this is at afcon yeah. we need players that will hold up play you know or try being, to bring are you just being conservative no i'm saying that because i'm saying that me, the pragmatism there by general raw is explainable it's okay yeah he expected them to grow into the tournament. I mean, ideally, we expect Musa and Igalo to have done better in some games. Yeah. Right? So, he expected them to go into the tournament and then get to understand themselves better. But that didn't happen. I really can't say that, you know, that might have happened if he had played Henry Would, would you, would you, in you your say career. that maybe, because if there is a pattern that has stuck all through this game, it's the ball is switched quickly from the midfield onto the flanks just get Musa running on the ball especially I mean we saw it against Algeria we weren't we we were sitting deep for some part of the first half but later we started defending in masses and moving forward as well um, in numbers but the constant thing that stood was they get the ball and switch it around um, the flanks quickly to Musa who would then try to cross in maybe the system should probably should have been something around playing with Alex Wobi's strengths because if the midfield wasn't so flat, I mean, Wilfred Nidi was sitting right ahead of um, Etebo. I mean, Nidi was supposed to be the guy at the back, breaking up play and just moving the ball. But rather, we would choose not to play with Iwobi as the guy who runs or try to find things down the channels and rather try to play a striker who is not fast enough and midfielders who are faster. I'm just saying maybe it's the possible. problem... It's possible. Yeah, I get, I get your point. The flanks. Yeah, I get your point. And I feel that... Um, Genaroa doesn't really trust Iwobi in that role. We saw him refusing to pick. Or, yeah, because I mean, at or, the World Cup. Teammates. No, I think at the World Cup as well. You, you know, we we're finding it very difficult that he was playing Mikel Obi in that position at the start of this tournament as well against Burundi. What if Genaroa tells us that the reason he didn't do that is because it's the Afghan and he needs to be pragmatic? We have gone around and probably come come back into the same point where we started this discussion from. But it looks like. This is where the discussion needs to actually happen. This is the AFCON. Where do you think Genoa is going to have an opportunity to be non-pragmatic? In qualifiers? At the next World Cup? In qualifiers at home against um, lesser opponents. Let me put it that way. Yeah, but, um, but that, we, we expected, he never did that. Yes. That's why some people have issues with He never did that when we played Seychelles in Asaba. He never did that when we played Seychelles away from home. Um, where Did he have the opportunity against some other teams in qualifying? Maybe South Africa when we played it. It was a bit... He played three at the back against South Africa, but he still... He's, he just never did it. And I think that's where some people who have a thing against Gennaro Roa would, would want to. But going forward, it looks like we need to sort out our front three. Where is the future with all of the talent we have? Where where do you think that is going to end? I think the only um, headache we would have right now is trying to decide who plays from the left. Well, I think I'm okay with Iwobi, Chukwese and Nigalo. Mm. Yeah, so either we play Samuel Kalu there or 
we find somebody else to fill in that role. But I mean, the front three is okay. The two behind Igalo. The front three is okay though. I think we don't need a point man anymore. Then the so who do you play? The point man is done. I feel we need with the pace we have in the team. It's either you are playing. If you're going to play Igalo, then Igalo needs to actually be playing off someone. Igalo is best yes, when he's, he's a supporting back. striker. Yeah, he literally he literally um, confuses everybody trying so, to defend. So so you're saying he feels he's strong as well. Someone needs to be playing off of him. So Probably you're saying reverting to a simple four four two. No no no, we can't do that. No. We, meaning that we have to switch to it back three. So we play two up top. Exactly. I am yeah. a very big fan of back three, but I I just don't think Inara is, is going to go that route anymore. Mm. But to be fair, we seem to have the players who can play back three now. Yeah, we do. looks to be very comfortable on the ball. Mm, yeah, yes, I, I, I was going to say, and he plays as a centre back. Actually, is his main role. Ozil seems to be very comfortable. So we can have our Zim. We can have our Zim, Omero, and Ekong if Balogun isn't coming back to the team. Yeah. Um, we can have Olaino and Jamilu Collins flanking or have Moses Simon on the right, whichever one he wants to play. So if if okay, so basically you're saying that we need a front you're that saying, actually moves better. And we if we want to fluidity. insist on playing That's Igalo, the then we, we have can, to bring support. Yes, yeah. Exactly. If we're not playing Igalo really, I know it will be it will be hard just dismissing him because honestly he's he's paid his dues. Deserving, yeah, deserving to be in the team. And even despite criticisms, he comes up with the goods when it's when it's needed. But we need a front three where you play on your career as a false nine. You play him with other players like Samuel Kalu, who is also very good, and and watch the pace that you need in the team. Iwobi has got pace. Iwobi knows how to pick a final pass. I just feel we can we can move. So we're saying we're saying we're saying this we're saying this because we believe that the, the NFF should us. still stick to get a yeah, raw going into point. the World Cup. Yes, absolutely. So we have the tools. He just needs to put them in the right places. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we've had a poor tournament. Um, the semi-finals was the best um, Nigerians could could expect owing to the quality of the team. Um, I'm not going to weigh particularly the fact that some other big nations crashed out. You can only look inwards and see if you could have done better. And I think I'm impressed so far, but I totally think that we could have had more. We mm. could have had more and we were beaten in the semi-finals by a better team. Yeah, definitely. Algeria were better than, than Nigeria. We're better than us in, this, in, in, the, in the semi-final. Yeah, but it's just, it's just normal that Nigerians expect more from their team. Could we have given more? I think this is where we practically need to look at it. Could we have given more going by everything we had? Could we really have given more? Yes, I would possibly. Um, I expected more from Ahmed Musa. I expected more from Ojoni Galo. Even though he stepped up and scored the penalty. I is expected more from Chamo Chikweze as well. more from some players that actually don't have that thing you want them to give you know there are cases where you could be expecting things from players that just don't have the abilities to because how do you explain some basic concepts like running in behind defenders to receive a pass which was so clear that our players lacked against games like burundi madagascar even when we played it was so evident against guinea but we'd had it against um south africa no, we didn't actually. We did actually, yeah. We didn't have it against South Africa. What we, we, did, we had we had good runners did, against South Africa. It was runners, but they were crossing the ball in. Okay. They were they were hugging the lines and crossing in. But, it was not a case where but the we last were playing goal, the last goal, centrally or we're the last goal was, was the well, yeah, the last goal was was I mean totally depicts what you're trying to say. Yeah. That was goal he will be scored. It was a good pass. Um 
Igalu got the ball, came in central. He will be made the run and then he found him and then he scored the goal. I get what you're saying. So the thing is this, I think that we we don't trust he will be so much on the ball. Yeah. And really he's our best outlet when yeah. it comes to creativity. He's actually the best outlet. So we, we believe more in the centre backs throwing long balls to either Musa or Igalu trying and, to bring and him down. It. And, and then that, that certainly has to change. You know, yeah. I feel if that changes, we will see a much better side. We'll see the team playing some football that we expect that they can play and probably the best in Africa if Genera is less pragmatic. But um, I think we have covered it all. There is a match against Tunisia. I really think third place games <laughs> should be scrapped. scrapped. Yes, totally exactly. There's, there's no point. Totally pointless. But there is a lot to build on from here, if you ask me. There is a lot of prospecting Wilfred Inidi, who I believe is my player of the tournament. Algeria, I think Algeria are so good that Wilfred Inidi didn't have one of his best games. If Inidi doesn't have a good game, it's not because he switched off. It, though he was he was the reason the, the free kick was conceded. A table. It was a table. It was a table, but Infredi, what Infredi was also involved. Probably he should have cleared the ball, yeah. Clear or something. Yeah. yeah, it was a table that the direct that, that um, the one. Freak, the, the foul. Not his first one. But I'm just trying to say Algeria are really good. That's what so who who you so 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 you're saying that I mean it's, it's an inconsequential game, the third place. Who do you start? <sighs> the thing is, when you are in a game like that, you still want to win it. Because if you don't win it, it, it just heaps more pressure. I don't think so. I don't think it heaps any pressure or no. at think, all. Give Nigerians what they two want. Games you lose back to back. Give Nigerians what they want. Start the electric and energetic and fast-paced front three. Start Onyekuru, start Chukwezi and start Iwobi. And let's see how they play together. Yeah, that's that's another good point. But I mean but it's it's been um it's been a decent tournament in my opinion we it could have been better and there've been more revelations not with the players but seeing how things work it looks like we can we can survive on one leg of the goalkeeper than the Perry, who didn't even exactly make any errors like you pointed to exactly it looks like uh defense we have a future there Jamie yes. Collins is ex- is exceptional Very solid. still has a lot of years in him Omer I mean can be dependent the first on two games game. the first two games Ola Inor was fantastic yes. Jamily Collins came in and everybody just shut up yeah. there was nobody saying Ola Inor was undeservedly dropped yep. and all so yep. I expect Jamily Collins to continue to fill in but yeah. I mean one would expect that these players would get better moves maybe their agents do better work for them Jamie to Collins get. will be playing in the Bundesliga his team Paderborn got promoted so yeah. we do have a future in and around the squad maybe Genoa should just trust these players a bit more and hopefully um the world cup qualifiers won't start up until i think late next year yes um the afcon qualifiers though will start maybe sometime middle of next year if we get little i mean it's a long now we can keep format and if if you can keep this group together that's very important as well they're not going anywhere you look at their ages they're really not so i'm saying keep them together because yeah because if they don't play you don't get um if they're not exactly i mean here natural was part of this group yeah and it looks like they're not cast right now so if we can uh, keep this group I together but they're not going anywhere is we do have lots of prospective talent bright talents that they have actually been chased by clubs Oyokuru could make a move to Bayern Munich or back to Everton at any point even at Galatasaray is getting game time which is important Chukweze too is Sime, a hot prospect Victor Sime is a hot prospect I mean he's scored nine goals in, in the second part of 20, 2019 and he didn't play a single minute at this tournament and he did not hopefully we see I him mean, against unexpectedly. yeah we see either on Yokuru or Simen up front 
Well, I mean, I expect Gallo to start because you want him to at least finish as the highest score at the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to the Wallexis podcast. Stabilize my name, by the way. I doubt I said that. And Wallexis of Wallexis podcast is also here. Your feedback is very much appreciated. You could catch us on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Leave us a comment there to let us know what you think. And go on as well to source for this podcast everywhere you pick your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well, SoundCloud and on Anchor. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers.